Welcome to the Paragirl Podcast. This is Jared Pitney, and today I am joined by Miranda Reynolds, who is the Executive Director for Main Street Paragirl. Miranda, welcome back to the Paragirl Podcast. I'm so happy to be back. Thank you for having me again. By yourself this time. The first time you came on, it was you and Gina Jarrett. Mm -hmm. You had not quite taken over the reins yet um, of Main Street Paragirl, which by the way, side note, why is it the director of Main Street Paragold when we were on Pruitt Street? Why is it called Main? Do you have any idea? This of is- course, yeah. Okay. I get that question quite often. So downtown Paragold is where you go to. Okay. That's the location. Mm-hmm. Main Street Paragold is our 501c3 nonprofit name. And the reason we're called that is because we are a Main Street, Arkansas affiliate. So go. Main Street Paragold. I live on Main Street. Mm-hmm. So, okay. All right. Uh, I didn't know that. Learned something new already. Yeah. Tell me about the transition. How's it been? Like you were here with Gina. Y'all were, you know, she was kind of, I guess, you know, grooming you, getting you ready uh, to take over. Now you are the woman, right? Like you're the one who's in charge of kind of making sure all this continues to work and run smoothly downtown, bring in new businesses, help with that kind of stuff. So how's it been going? It's been a very busy, very wonderful year. So I was very fortunate to get to train under Gina last year for about 10 months Mm -hmm. and then she retired and then I stepped up in the director position and so in those 10 months I mean we got to roll through a ton of events Um, I got to experience how we operate what we are what we do and why we do it most importantly and it's just been a wonderful year but I was like you said you know groomed for it you Mm -hmm. know I was prepared in a very way that most people that don't get yes yeah whose idea was that Pretty much hers. Okay. In a way, she knew that when we were going to retire off and things like that, that someone needed to come in and learn what was going to go on, and Uh it just all worked out perfectly. Why do you think uh, they decided to go with you? I know people don't like to toot their own horn or brag, Mm -hmm. but like, what do you think that Gina saw in you? Because I'm guessing she was a part of the hiring process um, that made her say like, yeah, this is the lady that I think needs to take over. It's all about God's plan. Honestly, that's the best answer to give in that question and in all questions. So I worked in my first career move out of college at KAIT, Region 8 News, for a couple of years. And in those two years, you know, you cover hard news, soft news, great news, any and all, you know, from all ends of the spectrums. And so... And when you were at KIT, you were... What, what was your role there? I was a reporter. So you were a reporter? Yes. Okay. I want to get back to what you're saying in just a minute, but I'm just curious. What's the craziest story that you covered? Do you remember? At KIT, what's one that jumps out? Hmm. I followed a storyline of a cop impersonator, and so I felt like a real true, you know, wow. was that you, detective. Well, in I a can't way. say if that was a me. cop impersonator. <laughs> a cop impersonator. I never heard of this. Yeah, this was in Clay County. There was a cop impersonator, a male white who had kind of a cop-looking car and put the mm. blue lights on the interior in the dash. And they would pull over women specifically. Oh wow! And um, never for did for what purpose? I I, I don't know. I, they never figured it out. Never figured out who what the would person he say was. to the. Women? He would just say, "Hey, I need your proof of insurance, registration, and um, ID." And so, of course, they would give it to him. He'd take it to his car, and I don't know if he would just jot it down or what and then he'd come back up to the car and then he'd ask questions like well where are you headed and after a couple of those the women would start feeling like okay this isn't right this isn't normal then they'd start looking for the badge and looking for the you know weapon usually on their holster and didn't see it 
And then finally, he would just go on back to his car and make a U-turn and leave. That's so bizarre. Isn't so it? So you were tasked with like learning, like, hey, find out more about this story? Mm-hmm. We would get uh, catch wind of it. And then, of course, I would call my contact so that, you know, sheriff or city um, chief of police and then go down the rabbit hole. Usually we would go to the city or neighborhood impacted where it happened and occurred. We'd get to knocking on doors to get interviews oh. and we'd go from there. You were yeah. like an investigator. Mm-hmm. What happened with this guy? Did they end up catching they him? They never caught him. They never caught him. Nobody he, knows who it is. No, and that's the thing about it. We knew it happened to three women on three different occasions, kind of clustered together, similar times, but um, they never did co- figure it out, and as far as I know, he never did it again. Wow. So maybe he got his... Oh, sorry. No, that's fine. That's maybe fine. he got his... Um, Wild hair out. I don't know. But yeah. that was that story. Hey, if you know who the cop impersonator is in Clay County, when, when was that? <laughs> this would have been probably 2020. Okay. Reach out to the Paragool Podcast. Yeah, this is, yeah. A, this is a cold We're case crack right now. We're going to crack it back open. <laughs> that's pretty wild. That's cool. yeah. How long were you at County? Two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that is a pretty crazy story. It All was right. pretty crazy. Okay, so you say, back to your story, like they're looking at you, they know that you said it's part of God's plan because you were mm-hmm. at KIT. Absolutely. So, so throughout KIT, my quote-unquote beat counties where I worked were Clay County, Greene County, and Craighead County. I primarily focused in Greene County because um, there was just always something going on here, positive, and that's what I always wanted to cover every day. Of course, you want to be surrounded by positive news and spread the positive word. So whether it was economic development, new businesses, just any and everything happening here in this county, it was always seemed to be positive and moving forward. So hmm. in doing that, is you that know, unique as, as opposed to some of the other places? I would say so okay. because it wouldn't take me long after making a few calls to whether it be city officials or county officials or whoever or a Gina Jarrett, you know, I would find something positive to cover and hmm. go and do it each day. And so that's how the news world worked. And so in building those connections with Gina and the mayor and the Chamber of Commerce and anybody under the sun, you know, you just build those personal relationships. Mm. And so towards the end of my contract at KAIT, I just knew I wanted to start a new chapter. And so in having those conversations with a few of my close-knit contacts, being Mayor Ag at the time and Allison Heston at the Chamber of Commerce here, they said, okay, all right, we'll throw your name in the hat if something comes up, and you know how it goes. You know, wheels get to turning, and that's literally how I got paired with Gina. Did you know whenever you, uh, like, were you thinking you were going to step out of KIT before this was ever even a possibility? Yes. Okay, what did you think you were going to do at that point? I had no idea. I just knew, you know, it's kind of like what I said earlier. I just looked and looked and looked for positive news mm-hmm. and it's easy that's to get- by the way is that that doesn't seem normal like it seems like uh <laughs> it, it seems it like most sell. people it doesn't sell it seems like yeah. most people is that a kit thing are they saying look for the positive news or is that just your own deal your own deal you um each news reporter the way it works is you are tasked with finding stories each and every day you have a meeting first thing you pitch your story ideas and they say okay run with it or let's hey let's look further find some more ideas and come back to me in an hour or whatnot. And so, you know, you try to work each day ahead, days ahead, Mm -hmm. to get those things booked and scheduled and ready Mm -hmm. so that hopefully when you pitch them, they're already like, let's go with it. And so it just takes, you know, time, dedication, and you want, you got to want to want it. You know what I mean? Totally. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So Gina, uh, they end up hiring you, and Gina decides, I want to spend 10 months with you before she retires. So mm-hmm. um, what does that look like? Like, what, do, what is the training for this kind of a job? I mean, I know what a training is. Like, if you're going to go work a cashier at Walmart, you know, register at Walmart or whatever else, mm-hmm. but what is the training for this role? A lot of it is simple, and a lot of it you just got to experience it. So uh, one of the first conversations Gina and I had when this was all coming to fruition she was already excited I was coming on because I had done so many stories with downtown Paragold because there's always something happening mm-hmm. here. And so we had already had a personal connection there before I had this um, position. And so one of the first conversations we had, you know, first days in the caboose and we're all working <laughs> hard, you know, she said, Miranda, I was really nervous about this and, and about you being in here. And I'm kind of looking at her like, what? Mm-hmm. She said, well, this is only a train caboose. There's only so much room we have in here. And I was afraid we were just going to be running into each other and rolling into each other with our <laughs> chairs. And she said, but this is working out really well. And That's I said, cool. good. I'm glad. you feel good, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And so, I mean, to answer your question, how do you prepare for a job like this? It's just truly experiencing it. So we're often called, you know, the downtown event people okay and the whole reason we do about a dozen events each year is because we want to bring people down here get them on our sidewalks in our stores and eating to spark economic development and so you know i say that to say you have to go through an event to know what it is to know what to expect with it and then of course know what to take from it for the next year Mm. and so you know i got to spend those 10 months with her and we went through all of those traditional annual events, and that prepared me this year more than you could even imagine. Mm. Because imagine orchestrating the downtown Christmas parade. Which just happened. Without true, hey, this is how it works. This yeah. is where you stage these people. This is what time you leave. So do you, like, sit together a, a committee or a team and then kind of oversee it as far as planning the parade goes? Mm-hmm. It's a lot of behind-the-scenes emails. When do y'all start planning for the parade? Uh about October. Okay. That's when we start putting the forms out there that you can register, you can sign up. Get mm-hmm. registered now. Don't forget. Get your floats ready. Mm-hmm. Then when we start into November, that's when we open up the nominations for the Grand Marshal. And then December's here, and we're almost ready for a parade. Yeah. Well, it was a good one. I um, Though I was... Uh, Thrown off by the no candy. No, we can't throw candy out now, right? That's right. You can, no kids to get ran over by you something. You cannot throw candy, but you can hand off candy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't want any kids ran over good. by the trucks, right? That's the That's reason. That's right, yes. We don't want kids running into the street. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the day-to-day then schedule, what's it look like for you? First things first, getting down here, checking the emails, um, following up with people that might have reached out overnight, checking the social media pages, making sure no comment is left unanswered or message left unseen or mm. unread and, of course, answered back. Mm. Then it's just... And I that have page a, is Downtown Paragold, right, for those that want to find it, like on yes, Facebook. Uh-huh. Google Downtown Paragold. Downtown Paragold, yeah. Facebook, Instagram, you'll find mm. us there. And then from there, it's just whatever I need to do, whether it's email a certain group of people for an event coming up or whether it's call the horse carriage company to make sure they're going to be mm-hmm. here on time. What do you need? Or it's, um, well, at the parade, speaking of this week, Main Street Pyragold has a, an old gold van that Gina oh. actually donated to us for a dollar. She had it Come at her on. house. I know. Good she's job, the best. She really is. She really is. So she donated the gold van to us, 
And this thing is like an early 2000s model. It's got about 130,000 miles on it. She's rolling, but sure. she's she's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah. And um, the van didn't leave the fairgrounds on Tuesday night. She broke down. We oh, need a no. fuel pump. We're getting it fixed. But, you know... You have That's to on my list pump, for today. That's you. You got to get. I want to yeah. see you like underneath the oh, hood. No, <laughs> you don't. I'll uh, cause more damage. So you're basically, if I understand this right, like you're trying to get people downtown. Yeah, that's my like whole. You're, you're yes. holding events. You're like you're you're kind of thinking like, what are some events that we can throw to get people down here? And then it's your responsibility to yeah. pull those events off. Do you have anything to do with uh, businesses downtown, as far as, or is that all economic development, or how does that work? So, in a nutshell, what the Main Street Paragold office does is economic development and historic preservation. And so, economic development can go into the events that we hold, um, adding new events, uh, being more creative with them. And then the historic preservation is we want to have buildings that are historically accurate. And so, that also attributes us to being a Main Street Arkansas affiliate because they're all about that historic preservation. Mm -hmm. And so, that's why it's important to us because they give us grant money each year. And so, that in a nutshell is my job. But yes, business retention, business recruitment falls under economic development. Okay. I mean, you talk about economic development. Is that the same thing as like the like the economic development like committee that's here in like you know like we have the EDC no, in our city. Okay, separate. so you're talking about that's okay, mm-hmm. separate from that. Yeah, it's just okay, cool. our own economic development. And then I guess your job and the funding we get a lot of times is through the city. Is that mm-hmm. how that works? Yes. Yeah, so we are funded primarily through the economic development fund, yep. which is through the city of Paragol. They were very, very, very generous with us this year. They gave us a hundred and sixty five thousand dollars. That included salary um the string lights that you see downtown mm-hmm. that are absolutely beautiful mm-hmm. we got some more black um antique looking lamp posts that are modern hey way LED. to go on those hey, yeah. thank I, you. I noticed the main street and what yeah. emerson it was main street emerson court street, street court street and highland we way couldn't put any on popular uh, poplar yeah, wow. so those are uh, nice. Thank you. Yeah, We're to go. going to continue that moving forward. Then we also got stop sign street signs that are unique. If you've ever looked at them, they've got the extra prettiness to them. Oh, cool! And then also uh, trash cans. Yes, trash cans look nice. Trash cans are needed, yeah. and so you know that's where that money come from. And then uh, Main Street, Arkansas, I mentioned to you just a little bit ago, gives us grant money each year. And so that runs fiscally and we never know what we're going to get until we get it. But we got $25,000 awarded again this year. So we've had, that can go towards what that can go towards, um, pretty much property and business owners downtown, as well as our Main Street Paragould Board of Directors decision. But it's basically front facade improvements, awnings, new signage, tuck pointing for our old brick buildings. Murals. That's a good one. And then like when it comes down to it, you know, we want our business and property owners to spend that money. But if we have some that hasn't been allocated and spent, that's when the Main Street Paragold Board of Directors will allocate that money and we'll just do big enhancement projects. For instance, we did new landscaping in Centennial Park. We did Art Alley. Which yeah, was it looks a huge really success. good, by the way. You Thank did a very you. good job on that. Thank you. And then we also did street banners this year, and then we did the downtown Paragold mural. Yeah. So. Cool. Excellent. The one sixty five hundred sixty five thousand is what you said from mm-hmm. the EDC. Is mm-hmm. that like economic uh, development fund? Fund. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that uh, you said that's an increase from what we had been getting? Yes. So as I guess it's safe to say it seems like with uh, uh, Mayor Ag like there's an increased focus 
towards downtown Paragould. Is that safe to say? And more resources that are coming this way. Like it seems like even more so uh, than maybe even previous years. Not that downtown was neglected, but it just it does seem like things have been really growing, moving forward. I know some of that's because of Gina, some of that's because of you, but it seems like as well, like the city has also like had a, a uh, I guess, a, I don't know, like, has put more energy towards this area. Am I seeing that correctly? or I think I? everyone can physically see that. I mean, for instance, the string lots was a huge, huge, um, big improvement visually for us. And then it also adds, you know, lighting downtown. Of mm-hmm. course, it's going to be noticeable. Um, definitely there's been – it's just a blessing because we have Main Street Paragold. We have the Paragold Regional Chamber of Commerce. We have the City of Paragold. We're all rowing in the same direction. That's great. And one thing that really kind of I learned last year that has really stuck with me is like when we're trying to recruit in the city, the entire city, when we're trying to recruit a new large industry, the first place they go is in your downtown. Why do you think that is? They want to see is it falling down? Is it even existing? Is it flourishing or is it collapsing Mm -hmm. and pretty much they base a lot of decision on that one thing and they just drive through they don't even hardly get out of their vehicles but Mm -hmm. it goes to show you know your downtown is where your city started it's usually right on your spur line it's right where the train depots used to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then your city forms around that because you're back in the day you're you know your train railroad tracks that's where your business started in your city Mm -hmm. and so the true heart of your city kind of starts with your downtown and then it spurs out. Mm. And for the industries to still have that note, it just kind of goes back to show you the importance. Mm. What are you most excited about right now with the direction? You said you're all kind of rowing the same direction. Like what are you most excited about when you think about maybe like what's actually here right now that like you can help people become aware of that like, Hey, this is a great thing or not necessarily what's here, but like what you think is coming here. Like, I'd like to hear what you have to say on that. The possibilities are endless, to be honest. Um, with great investment comes great result. And so I'm very eager to see more buildings pop up, you know, be built historically looking, but they can be new builds. And so we're always excited to see that hopefully happening. For instance, the community pavilion is going to be able to be rented at the very start of the year. Is that what this is called? I keep calling mm-hmm. it the uh, uh, farmer's market. Farmers market. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's called, it's called the Community, the community Pav- Pavilion. Okay. And That's sweet, by the way. We were, uh, Robert and I were walking yeah. through there with uh, another grown ourself, Brooke, yesterday, and we were both saying, like, this is really, really nice. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really nice. Like the well landscape, done. everything. Mm-hmm. Well done. And so, you know, that took into te- – that pavilion itself is a testament for how wonderful of a community that we have. So ARPA, whenever we were really going through the heart of, of COVID, um, municipalities across the state and across the country received COVID relief money, ARPA being that money. And so our county, Quorum Court, and our city council combined their ARPA money and built that pavilion. Mm. How many municipalities can you name – work that well and are willing to put something together to get a project done mm-hmm. pretty cool. awesome pretty amazing mm-hmm. and then we were just fortunate enough that it was going to be downtown how, how does how when will it be available to rent and like how do you do it january 1 and you're going right. to call me we're going to handle all bookings all rentals all deposits all that so main street paragold does main that. street paragold cool. mm-hmm. 
Yeah. When you say the possibilities are limitless, like how, I mean, I think that's great. Uh, do y'all have a vision? Do y'all ever talk about it? Do y'all, are y'all ever like, man, like we'd really like to see it. We'd really like to see this. Like, as like a, do y'all have kind of like in your mind this vision of what you hope it becomes? Or is it more like, now we're just kind of taking it day by day kind of thing? I'm always looking forward. Okay, prime example. So I was running some errands before I came here, and mm-hmm. I had to go let my puppy dog Cooper out at the house. Yeah, good. I was crossing the overpass on um, 412 over mm-hmm, here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I always get 49 and 412 back yep. backwards. Going across 412 over here. And there are some old banner arms yep. on those main poles. And I thought, well, heck, I want to put some banners on that thing and get people like with arrows and point them towards mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm constantly thinking of things. What can we do better? What can we, how can we catch their eyes? They're driving by. Mm-hmm. How are we going to get them on our sidewalk? That That's truly what I'm constantly thinking of. Um, I am fortunate enough to serve on a group. It's the Paragold 2042. Mm-hmm. Um, group that are just trying to think forward, plan, get input, mm-hmm. and um, hopefully implement. And um, I got to sit in on a, f- a few public forums. And, for instance, downtown was heavily mentioned, of course. And yeah. uh, one thing that was really neat to hear about was connecting us directly to Highway 412. And that's mm. something that's like, mm. you know, that took other minds thinking to put that together. Yeah, And it's going to take a long yeah. time to see that to come to fruition, but we're always trying to think forward and how to be more great. interconnected yeah. and um, improve. Yeah, I would have never even thought that's a possibility, but mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's hard to get down here. It's hard to get down here. Yeah, you got to jig jag around. You do have to jig jag around. That's yeah. the perfect way to say. It. Hey, speaking of the the, o- the overpass, uh, I just FYI, I reached out to the uh, Highway and Transportation Department last year about painting it you know because i i feel yes. like it's kind of uh, you know mm-hmm. looking at it and because from downtown you see it it's kind of a nice anyway i got a really long detailed response from uh the chief engineer here in perigold and uh, but anyway he, he basically said if we were going to have something happen we need to get local funding so we okay. should start a petition right now what mm-hmm. color do you want to paint it Oh, I don't know about I don't know about that's that. That's not your that's not your decision. I'll tell you this. I know. Not long ago, I went to Dallas uh, last year, and I remember driving from Arkansas into Texas, and every overpass was beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, had like Texas emblems on yeah. it. I mean, like man, we stepped up here. So anyway, love to see us do something like that here. I all like it. And all it takes is money. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah. I, I think the direction of downtown where you're taking it has been incredible. I mean, obviously, started with Gina. Uh, I do totally see y'all are on the same page with the leadership. I think it's fantastic. Is there anything that's in the works right now, anything that you can share with us that um, is moving forward as far as are there any new businesses? Are there any new construction, anything like that? Obviously, we just finished a massive, massive project with this. Uh, what do you call it? The community pavilion? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else like that? Or not, not that big, but that you think it's coming? You know, the first thing that came to mind, this is all like, just, yeah. just let me talk, was the sewer project. I know that that's so uh, yeah. not cool. It's happening. It's What's happening. going on with the sewer? So, PLWC... Um, I found out this earlier in the year. We had some underground pipe work that was like from the 40s. Mm-hmm. 
And so just infrastructure improvement that you wouldn't think about. Yeah, those but pops so are needed. terrible. So needed. When we bought this building, we've probably put, I'm, I bet you, $70,000 into plumbing over the years here yeah. because of all the cast iron pops just that's under our building. Mm-hmm. And I'm, my guess is that's also running all over this downtown. Yeah. So it's nice. It's just, it's just another way that, I mean, I know you're like sewer, not cool, but that's a pretty big deal. You don't it's have a good very sewer. Big deal. <laughs> Nobody wants to have their business down here. Yes. Because it's like, look, your, your crappy pipes are like, no pun intended. <laughs> okay, are, 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 yeah, 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 it. yeah. Uh, or maybe pun intended. Yeah. Uh, it, it, may, it makes it hard on your business, right? Like, yeah. if, if also, that's a big deal. Sure. Like, that's important. Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that people don't see that like shows that like yeah, there's a lot of money and a lot of work going into there to help this flourish. Um, yeah, that's good. Is Black River coming down here? Is there something like with Black River? You remember that Martin? Yeah. Thing? Yes. They're doing. Are they doing some work with the new development down there and down? They it? are actually. Ironically, we brought it up. They just put out the um, construction dumpster today. Oh, right. It was there this morning at first thing eight a.m. So maybe it was yesterday evening. Whatever. But they yeah. just put it out. So what the uh, Gen is is stands for Generating Innovative Networks, and so it's going to be an innovation center, and the goal is to get. Kids, teenagers, young adults, or even old adults, whatever, you know, any age under the spectrum, what they want to do is get you inside, learn something, um, learn how to potentially start a business, and then get you out in the community and start it. And so it's basically a launch pad to get your creative wheels turning, find out something you like, and then start up some businesses. And so Black River Technical College is going to be involved and hopefully teach and help facilitate some things. And there, of course, are um, other ways that we've seen investment this year. For instance, our caboose, where we are housed. Mm, Our office is inside the train caboose. It blows everybody's mind. There are people who have lived there their whole lives and still don't know we're in there. But hey. Well, it's behind Pruitt. It is. So it's like, uh-huh. you know. It's tucked it's, back. It, in yeah, the, it's kind of tucked back there. It's a little back there. So Emerson just runs right into the caboose. Yes. And so um, last year, uh, we were starting to fade out. We were turning a little pink. And mm. so I, I had a lunch meeting with our local industry, Greenbrier. And what they are is a real car manufacturing company. So, of course, natural to have that mm. first conversation mm-hmm. with them. Sure. Took them to lunch, paid for lunch. Okay. Where'd you take them to lunch at? Hyde Park Cafe downtown, there of course. Go, all right. Yeah. And um, I just said, hey, uh, I'm sure you've kind of seen the caboose, if not drive by, but we're starting to fade out. You know, I just wanted to have this conversation with you. I'd love to maybe do a specific fundraiser to get us repainted, re-stickered, and historically accurate again. Because, again, we're about economic development and historic preservation. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, okay, we'll, we'll take care of it nonchalant you know and I'm I couldn't help I said I don't mean to pry I said but what do you mean by we got this what are you going to do you know are Mm -hmm, you going to help us out with some paint you know what do I need Mm -hmm. to do to get this all completely done you know I need to know do I need to go get x amount of money or what's going on with that open-end statement that we got this (laughs) and they just kind of laughed and they said oh no we'll do everything we'll that's cool strip it down to the middle we'll prime it we'll paint it we'll um seal anything that needs to be sealed and then we'll put your stickers back on and i'm just looking there like wow well that was easy enough that's really cool and you know i say that ironically that was easy enough um ivan hill he is one of the main guys over at greenbrier that does you know the paint work and things like that he spent roughly 
June to September working on the caboose, wow. that whole entire project. And it's Greenbrier, project. uh-huh. Overall, Greenbrier invested about $35,000. Wow. Wow. In our Main Street Paragould office, Go our train caboose. That's awesome. Isn't that amazing? I think that speaks to their generosity, and it also speaks to the momentum. You know, people are seeing good things happening here, and so they want to get on board and support it. And so, well done, Greenbrier, and well mm-hmm. done to y'all. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a lot more, obviously, we could talk about. I'd love to end with rapid-fire questions. And I'm so, ready. Are you ready for this? Oh, <laughs> I hope I'm ready. You seem excited, and I'm excited. <laughs> cool. All right. What is the last show or last movie you watched? Or if you're not big into watching stuff, what's the last book you read? Ooh. Oh, man, I watch Netflix all the time. Oh, I'm really big into Gilmore Girls right now, you the TV series. Gilmore Girl. You seem like that. A Gilmore Girl. Girl. My wife is a Gilmore Girl I fan. take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. I mean, I married a, a woman who loves the Gilmore Girls, and so, yeah, it's a compliment. It's a good one. It just is. It's Wholesome. lighthearted. Exactly. Yeah, and you need that after a day of work. So I just turn it on and yeah, I think do that's why I my wife do. watched it. Is it was like yeah, super light and just yeah. Yeah, you don't feel like even more anxious when you watch it. You know, <laughs> right? Uh, favorite band? Mm. You listen to music? I do, but I listen to all kinds of stuff. Literally, that's fine. All right kinds. now, what's your what's your favorite band right now? We'll say that. Hmm. Are you listening to the most? I'm blanking on the name of them. What to what genre? You a certain genre? You listen to all genres. I really listen to all. It just depends on my mood. Well, right now I'm listening to a lot of Christmas music. Okay. To be honest, I that's mean, great. That's great. Who does you the like, best Christmas music? Hmm? Who does the best Christmas music? Michael Bublé, Mariah Carey. Man, that just gets Man, overplayed a little bit. Matt King Cole. You said Mariah Carey gets overplayed. It's played a lot, but I do love the song. I will listen to it. I told her it's my, everywhere. I told my wife last night because it came on, and I said I feel more stressed when I get done with that song. It's just like uh, it's a little, whole, it's oh, a little oh, intense. Oh yeah, I've got a uh, picnic Christmas playlist right now. That's Johnny, a good one. Johnny Mathis, Andy Williams, Brenda Lee, Nat King Cole, Bobby Ham's, the Charlie Brown Christmas. That's amazing. The classics. Oh, yeah. That's good. See, whenever I play, usually if I don't want to think about it and I just play something, I go to Apple Music and then I go to the um, categories and then I can just do classic holiday or yeah. country or whatever and I'll just start go. playing that genre. It's great. Yeah. Love it. it's great. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite meal? Hmm. That's a hard one. It is a hard one. I will say, I can cook some pretty good fried chicken. Seriously? I'm serious. And that's and one of your favorites? Homemade cream potatoes. Uh-huh. Dang. It's pretty good. And I do cook it pretty regularly because oh. it's just one of those things that's like, mm, that sounds good. And it's Have you ever it. tried it with gluten-free flour? Because I'm gluten-free. No. And I was just going to see if you could make it that way for I me can. Sometime. I'll do it. Will you give it a shot? Uh-huh. I think you could do it. Like I think it wouldn't make a big difference. Okay. Let's bring you into the kitchen over here one day. <laughs> we don't have Shout a fryer Shout out to here. Main Dish. We don't have a fryer. Oh, man. We can get a fryer. Oh, okay. We'll, <laughs> we'll make it happen. Yeah. There's a will. There's a way. A fried chicken. That sounds fantastic. Uh, what is on your nightstand right now? 
Oh, well, I do live alone with my dog, Cooper, so I have a pistol. Uh, <laughs> and then amen. I have a Nicholas Sparks book and a lamp. The pistol. <laughs> That's it. Number one answer on one the Parable Podcast. <laughs> Pistols. Uh, yeah. What happened? You gotta be Dang, ready. man. Well, that's what's on there. Yeah. Yeah. That fake police officer from Clay County better not be able to watch out. <laughs> over your place. That's right. Uh, what kind of dog do you have? He's just a little black and white dog. Um, his name is Cooper. I mean, <laughs> a little black he's and a little white bit dog. of everything. He's the okay, best he's mix. Okay, he's a butt. Okay. I like that. He's the best mix. Is he little? Mm-hmm. He's okay. about 20 pounds. I say little. I mean, he's about... Oh, mid-size. That's a mid-size. Not, yeah, too small, not too big. He's just right. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. Uh, give us a snapshot of an ordinary moment in your life that brings you great joy. Hmm. Just an ordinary moment. Brings you a lot of joy. Brings you a lot of happiness. I would say just being at home, being in the still and the calm, finding tranquility, um, having a successful day or as successful as you could make it, mm -hmm. being kind, and just having good self-reflection. Yeah, awesome. Great answer. Last question, what is one thing you're deeply grateful for right now? Family. That's always the first thing I when I pray is thank you for this day, health, family, and friends. Mm. That's usually what my prayers always start with. Mm. Uh, health is, of course, important. Family and friends, what would be, life be without them? Mm -hmm. And uh, family. Yeah. You know, I'm very blessed. Both sets of grandparents are still alive. And um, parents are fantastic. And, uh, yeah, family is very important to me. Yeah, that seems to be the number one answer that people give. And every time they give it, I always stop and reflect on, like, does my schedule reflect that as being one of my top values and what I'm most thankful for? Cause, you know, I think most mm -hmm. of the times, like, we can just get so busy with work or making money or doing this or doing that. And it's like at the end of the day, like, yeah, like family is so important, like you said, in friendships. And so um, I feel also grateful for the same uh, in my life. So, Miranda, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for all your work. Uh, you're doing a great job. So always a pleasure to be able to hang out with you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Um, hey, for those of you that are still listening, we really want to thank you for tuning in. If you've not already done so, please check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Also, if you would, go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating there. That just helps people to find us more quickly and learn about the really amazing people that are living right here in our city. As always, we appreciate the listen. Until next time.